This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Tell you what, Sabrina Hahn is bouncing off the walls this morning. I am on fire. You really have a lot of energy going on. <laughs> have you had a coffee, my love? No, I don't drink coffee. Oh. I, okay, I don't I, need to, clearly. Don't need to drink coffee. It's such a beautiful day. It is. Yeah. And I'm not working this weekend. Fantastic. Apart from this morning. It's which not I, work. Which I don't consider as work. No. This is coming to play. Yeah, yeah, nice. But I'm a little bit disappointed when I entered the room. Why? Because the first thing I noticed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the first thing I didn't notice. I didn't <laughs> notice Jamie's legs. Well, here's the thing. Because they're covered. So we were supposed to do a bit of red short work. But mm. but last week I wore my red shorts yes. on accident. Yes. Because yes. I was hungover. Yes. Slash you... still intoxicated. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. That I was, was hungover. A joke. No, he was just feeling casual. First hour of the program, cash. maybe. Mm. Uh, but the back mm. half, definitely not. Um, no, no. But I wore my, my little uh, at-home shorts on yes. accident and mm. we were supposed to wear the red ones. And I look, I, you know what? They're in the wash. They're the only pair of red shorts I have. I didn't want to wear dirty shorts. No. But what I did do, mm-hmm. which I showed you earlier, what oh, did yes. I do for you, Sabrina? So he did bear a little bit of red. Hang on. I just I feel like we're missing a bit of the back story here for right. anyone that perhaps missed the show last week. Yes. So as Jamie said, he wore red shorts. On accident. By accident. We gave him a hard time about mm. it. Yeah. But then we started getting text after text after text of um, mostly middle-aged to slightly older men mm. in short shorts. Yeah. And it was good, wasn't we it? didn't, I, I don't know that we um, needed it. I don't um, know. There were some things we didn't to be know. Old. We didn't know we needed it till we, till we got them. I, and I know. it just made for a really interesting show. So the plan was this week to all turn up wearing red shorts. Sorry. Yes. Which three out of the four of us have done. Kate's mm. got hers on mm. over, in the, over mm. in the producing booth. Yep. I sort of do. Yes. Well, you're wearing a skirt. It's a red and it's skirt. It's a red, it's a red skirt. What? what? It, that's coral. not. It's as red as red can be. That is yeah. coral. I did think I could get a bulldog clip and just clamp it in the crotch. Well, we and can I've still. Made shorts. We can still do that. Okay, nice. so you, you get a pass. Yep. Now, this is as red as I could get because these are my gardening shorts, well, Jamie. They're, they're, they've. They're seen a some sun. Salmon-y. Yeah, they they were they were like a deeper salmon. Uh, and now they've, yeah, they've seen a lot of sun. Haven't they? Mm. But Jamie, well, black jeans. Yeah, but I did wear an element of red, Go which on. I yeah. showed you earlier. Yeah. yeah, so Jamie has a very fetching <laughs> little sporty, uh, sporty. pair of, <laughs> pair of not, undies. Yeah. They're, they're, they're normal sized uh, undies. <laughs> And they are red. I don't know. I reckon they've got V8 stripes on them. Get them out. Get them out. Give us yeah, a... now, what make are they, Jamie? Well, we can't disclose. No. Uh, oh, no, we can't, of course. But are they designer undies? Can't, can't not, say. Not really. Let's have a look. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're red. Uh, they're not designer. Uh, pretty. Oh, geez, you really snapped the elastic back on those bad boys then. Ouch. I haven't done that to a man in years. <laughs> <sighs> making, up my... for, making up for lost time there. I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> That's my excitement for the next decade. So, now. look, I'm sorry I've let you down with the shorts, but I reckon I've made up for it with the jocks. You and have. I'm, I'm really glad that you don't mind me just sitting here in my office today. So, thank you. <laughs> I'll put my jeans on when we're finished just because I want to be part of the team. Yeah, and when we take the photo, it'll be you in your undies. Yeah. 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 A super relaxed roots and shoots today, <laughs> it seems. And 
if you want to be part of our Red Short gang, give us a call, 1300 222 720. Sabrina is here to take your gardening questions or just to talk about short shorts. Stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever Stuff. you want, really. Yeah. I mean, nothing's off limits. We'll here. go anywhere. Nothing's off limits. <laughs> um, Sabrina, we have some early texts coming Ooh. through. Oh, hello. Exciting. So let's go to this one uh, from Liz in Port Kennedy. Yes. Is rhubarb okay to eat if the stems are green, even though it says on the label crimson stems? It's an organic bread plant. Uh, yeah. You can yeah. eat you can eat the stems if they're green. They're just not as sweet. What are you doing? Why are you rustling uh, around so I, much? Well, I get, keep getting my doodad hung on the thingy here. Well, uh, can we be looks... a bit more specific because I'm in my jock, so <laughs> I don't want to get confused. <laughs> so the, the my tag, my ABC tag, gets caught in the microphone lead cords but because it's actually attached to my head, when you try and take something off around your head when it's already inside something else, it doesn't work. You've got to take the headphones off to take the lanyard off. Okay. Yeah. So trick, I'm just going to do that. Players, the old All right. Oh. I'm just doing it now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Done. Go- That's better. I'm free now. Mm. <laughs> just nice to have that natural sound as well. Just the sound effects. All real, oh, authentic action. It's going to be a long... <laughs> A long hour long today. Long hour today. Mm. Um, so yes, eat the eat the green um, stalks. Do not eat the leaves because, of course, they're highly poisonous. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, should we go to one here? Let me just go down a little bit from Catherine, who needs some help. Catherine. Yeah. My large, normally healthy frangipani trees have leaves that are starting to curl. Oh, I can't see any evidence of insects. Because they've been and gone. What kind of insects are we talking to do that? Thrip. Oh, yeah. Thrips are interesting little things. So when the leaf was in bud form before it emerged into its full self, um, thrip got inside the bud and they sucked the sap and that's caused this malformation of the leaf because it attacks the cells and then they can't do what they normally do and it makes that sort of munted-looking leaf. Any way back? No, that's, they're like that now and you can't do anything about it. Really? Even if you kind of stripped it all back? It's done. I know they're gone. The the thrips have gone, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Damage done. Off they go. The next leaves that come out will be fine. Oh, okay. Mm. So there was a resolution in the positive. Yes, indeed. Okay. Fantastic. Something that looks like it's something in a toilet seat, but I think it's a pot. This one's from Dawn. She says, I'm hoping you can identify what plant this may be. A friend gave me the seeds indicating that it was a creeper found near a waterhole hmm. in the Pilbara area. Ah. Seedling doesn't look too healthy but had a small white flower a few days ago. Any thoughts? Got a picture. Uh, it's not in a toilet seat. It's in a pot. No, it's in a pot. No. Cheers. No. Creeps. Creeper seed, it says, if you read it upside down. Okay. No, no idea. Oh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all no, stunned. I'm honest, I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, it's a tiny little, 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 little plant. Maybe well, we've got a guest coming in. Let's see if we can, we'll brainstorm. Right. We'll come back to that. Mm. This is from, I think, Ivan in Bedford Dale. Mm. It is written I W A N. Oh, Iwan. Could be Iwan. Hmm. 
Uh, Sabrina, this magnificent agave is starting to flower. We estimate the stalk to be around the six metre mark now and it's still growing pretty fast. Yep. Is it true the plant will die after flowering? Sure and is. Or is mm-hmm. there anything we can do to prevent that? No, nah, that's it's nature. Huge. You can see it's already dying. It's curling up its leaves. Because, you know, it takes them years for that flower stalk to come out. They years. start doing it about 30 years beforehand. Really? Yeah, the cells that form that flower stalk start developing and then over many, many, many years. And that's why when they start growing, they go straight up. And so they set millions of seed and they have little pups that fall off and onto the ground and it's the next generation. As in all things, yes. the old things die so the new ones can arise, arise ho. It's really a, the message of life, isn't it? It certainly is, Jamie, quite it's deep. For lessons we can take yes, from that plant. Yes, indeed. Transplant into our own day-to-day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I know the cricket's on. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so we're on digital radio today. Mm. So I'm just going to put this out there again. One three hundred triple two seven twenty is the number to call. You'll probably get in pretty quick if you call that number right about now. It's funny because often people say I try so hard to get my yeah. question up because yeah. it's just you're just too popular, basically, yeah. Sabrina. Mm. Today's the day. Take advantage of the cricket. Absolutely. And you'll get straight through. We'll even yeah. take citrus questions. Well, we'll take as many citrus and passion fruit questions as people <laughs> want to hurl at me today. Yeah. Charlotte, no worries about that. Yeah, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Today's your day. If you've got a question and then hanging on be- to there must be people that don't want to be glued to the, like can move away from the television yeah. for five minutes to ring in with a gardening question. You know what, I'll give little updates as well. If you're worried you'll miss anything, I'll give little updates just through the show. Hey, look. Splendid. Ah, two callers. Up. The lighting up. And there's heaps on the text as well. So if you've sent a text, um, you're in a queue, you're more likely to get your question answered if you give us a ring and repeat it. So keep that in mind. But... We have Janine in Scarborough on line one. Hello, Janine. Good morning. How are you? We are fabulous, Janine, and so happy that you've rung in. Uh, my question <laughs> relates to the fiddle leaf. I recently purchased one. Yeah. And um, and I've got it It's inside and it's um, in a well-lit area. But what I wanted to know was how should I be caring for it so that it goes the distance? Okay. So fiddle leaf fig needs, requires a lot of light for a start, mm-hmm. high humidity. So you need to get one of those little spray bottles that you spray your hair with when you're playing hairdressers with right. your grandchildren um, and mist the leaves every, like every three days if you can. Um, you can put a little bit of seaweed solution in there as well. But the big thing is, Janine, is it does need a lot of light. If you take it outside to give it like a bit more light, make sure it's, you know, don't put it in sun. Okay. So just where it's well lit on a front or back veranda or something like um, that. And what about watering? Like when does it need a good drink? Okay, so you would, at this time of the year, you'd only water it twice a week. Okay. Yep. But the misting is the big thing. Great tip. Thanks, Sabrina. Okay, Janine. Thank thanks you, for ringing Janine. in. Love it. Now we're under the pump. Chrissy is in Riverton. Good morning to you, Chrissy. Uh, good morning. How are you? We're cool. good. Very good. Thanks. That's all right. 
Um, sorry, I'm not in Riverton. I'm oh. in Palmyra. Sorry. Oh. Okay. All right. You've oh. moved. You've moved <laughs> while you've been My old stomping yeah. ground, Palmyra. Some great stuff in Palmyra. Yep. yep. Yeah, downtown Pally. Yep, yeah. that's the one. Yep. Uh, just ringing. How do you tell if a, a tree's been poisoned Ooh. or actually a grass tree? Uh, I mean, this thing's been here for probably 200 years yeah. at least and it's just fallen over. Okay, that it may not be a poisoning issue. It may yeah. actually be an age issue. So oh. there's a, there's a few things that so um, so xanthoreas get um, they can get a fungal disease. Often, what happens too, Chris, is parrots come down and they actually mm. love the inside of the xanthoreas. So they they chew out the middle of it, and then that yeah. collects water, and then oh, okay. they rot from the top down. But oh. the but even though they they live for many many years, yeah. of course, the everything has its limit. Oh, so, do you so think sad. it's been deliberately poisoned? Well, I mean, you know, we have rats in Palmyra, this old chook area. Yeah. And um, I just had a feeling that maybe someone across the way may not have liked the fact that that may have been happening. <laughs> ah, what, that rats um, were breeding in the xanthoria? Well, yeah, they could have been, yes. Yeah. Well, no, rats wouldn't because there's so much other juicier things like mongrel cocos palms and things like that oh, that okay. they prefer to breed in. Um, I would doubt it very, very much. And yeah. uh, so there there are some fungal diseases that, that yeah. kill them. So I don't think it's been poisoned, oh, Chrissy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, we've just got another couple... Um, and they're all thriving. Yeah, so yeah. It was just such a shame. It's probably just an age thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Happens to us all. It, well, it does. I've <laughs> fallen over quite a few times myself, Chrissy. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks Chrissy. Time. Thank you. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. If you want to chat to Sabrina Graham, just hold on for a tick. We'll just get to a couple of texts. Yeah. It's not how often you fall, Sabrina. It's how many times you get back up. Well, every time so far. Life lessons with Jamie. <laughs> Maybe I could be a motivational speaker. Oh, yes. Maybe I could do that on Saturday now. Yeah, in your little red shorts. Righto. Oh. <laughs> Look, actually, someone texted. Remember that lovely text we got from Yeah, she the, was the hot for you. She, she was. She was hot for you. Quote, unquote, taking her back to her younger, wilder days. Mm, uh, but there was a texter earlier who said that um, they thought it was kind of getting on the line of sexual harassment. But no. I just want to let that text and I was I was fine with it. Jamie I was, was enjoying it. And he if was anything beaming. I was encouraging it. <laughs> so he was beaming from ear to ear. Don't you worry about me, mate. I am fine. Uh this from Louise who says, Have you ever tried planting orange or lime seeds uh, yeah. to get a new tree? Yeah. If absolutely. They, if yes, do they grow into new trees? Yes they do. Okay. And that's how everyone used to grow stuff from seed. Oh really? Yeah, all the citrus used to be grown from seed. Okay. That's why we had like a hundred and Yeah, but we had over a hundred and fifty different varieties of lemon trees. One fifty. Yeah. Okay. Over one fifty. During than. the during the twelfth century. Yeah. Um, they grew a lot of stuff from all their citrus from seed. Yeah, right. And that's where you get variation. Quick question. Is yes? it true? Someone said this to me the other day and I thought they might be pulling my leg. Mm. You know, like that question the other week. Yes. From our 
farming friend. Yes. Is it true that there is a tree that grows both lemons and limes on the one tree? That's a very good question, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> That's three for today. <laughs> Because you gave him two last week. I don't think that's they're, not fair, Charlotte. They're not given their earned, oh. and that is why I'm leading. Really for <laughs> That's my third for today. Three zero. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, because they graft the lime tree yeah. and the lemon tree on trifoliata rootstock. Okay. So, yes, you can graft, you can put two, three or four trees on the one tree. So what then, a bit of a lucky dip about what comes out where when the... No, you know exactly what's going to come out where because... On the different sides. You'll see the graft, you'll see where the graft has met the main trunk. Yeah. And you'll know that on the right-hand side it's a lemon, on the left-hand side it's a lime. Good answer. Mm. Thank you. That's one to me, oh. Charlotte. And how you, many you to two, Charlotte? You two make me sick. zero. Is it zero, Jamie? <laughs> it is a donut. Oh. Yep. What is this? <laughs> Stacked on Charlotte Day. Come on. I'm a valuable part of this team. You are. You I'm are. I'm sure. I know. Actually, I love that skirt. That's Thank really. That's a very funky little skirt. Stole that off my sister, truth be told. Oh, well, um, does she know yet? Oh, she does now. She does now. Mm. If she's listening, not watching the cricket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, that runs in the family. Uh, Graham is in Bridgetown. Good morning, Graham. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. It's been a while since I was sexually arrested. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham, let me introduce you to Sabrina and Charlotte. <laughs> what have you got to offer, Graham? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, I'd said it. A dying rose. I don't know. That really doesn't fire me up. I have to tell you. <laughs> Sabrina, I've pruned the roses, and from the pruning where it's been cut, it, it sort of dies back. Yeah. What, what causes that? And is there a fix for it? Ah, uh, that's probably canker, which you don't want because it's a type of dieback. So, num. The first thing you need to do is you need to sterilise your secateurs every time you do a pruning cut. Right. Because the you can transfer it with pruners. Um, so the other thing you need to do is you need to spray the rose with a fungicide. Right. Uh, get an anti-rot. Okay. Anti-rot fungicide. And um, that should be... It's a sterilising of all your pruning tools that's most important. No worries. Thank you for that. Okay, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Oh, you're a legend, Graham. Thank you so much. Uh, We have Butch in Albany. Hello. Hi, good morning. Morning. Morning, Butch. Morning, Butch. Look, I've got a peach tree. I think it might be a dwarf because it's only about two metres high. Yeah. It's been in the ground about three and a bit years. Yeah. Um, Now, last year I got my first wonderful... Juicy peach. Yeah. Um, this year's looking like having a few more, but I noticed a couple of the leaves have got really sort of like curled up and 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 bubbly looking, bubbly, yeah, exactly, bubbly. like purpley pinkish. Yes. Yeah. And so then, that's called um, that's called peach leaf curl. Okay. It's a fungus that gets in at, in during spring, and it comes out in you know late spring summer, and it's too late to do anything now, Butch. But next winter. You need to give your tree a uh, copper, a liquid copper spray, oh, yes. and then uh, and then later on, in sort of like two weeks later, you need to give it another spray. Two weeks 
Yeah, so the the spores of the fungus are in the bud scale, as in, you know, when the bud's very little and tiny and hard. And as the as the bud emerges, the fungal spores are released. Uh, Okay. Now will it affect my will I get not much fruit this year or or none or it shouldn't affect the fruiting at all. Cool. Nice. Let's give it a good dose of copper spray next year. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, yep. Sabrina. Thanks for your help. Love it's my pleasure, Butch. Thanks, Butch. Love that name. If I had a Butch. son, I want to yeah. call him Butch. Butch. Yeah. Butch Burnett. Oh, yeah. I How like good that. is that? Oh, he could form a gang with yeah. a name like that. He won't yeah. He won't take any Ooh. kind of hassle, will he? Absolutely not. I see him not. getting around in red short shorts. <laughs> Young Butch. Well, maybe you will. Maybe. <laughs> he would wear his shirt unbuttoned quite low. I, oh, think. I think so, yeah. 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 Probably his undies over the top of his pants. Potentially. Wow. You know what? Whatever Butch wants, you know, Butch gets. can express. Butch would get. He would get it. Yep. Um, let's go to Nick, who's in Ardros, who asks, I've got my first pawpaw crop Ooh. and they're perfect. Oh. Nice work, Nick. Uh, but he's worried about the appearance of this leaf. Does it look diseased or is it just aged? Have a oh, look at that. Pawpaws so. always get. Oh, no, that's interesting because that's. Um, uh, that's got scale all over it. No. Now, pawpaws are sort of live fast, die young kind of thingies, um, but you can spray with a, with an oil, with an eco oil or a pyrethrum spray. It's right. nothing too serious. Okay. Don't use any oil sprays when temperatures are above 33 degrees, though, Just because they cook. starts to sizzle a little, cooks does it? them, barbecues them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Little deep fried pawpaw leaf. Yep, that's yep. right. Cool. Uh, John is in Bunbury. Hello, John. Good morning, you three. Uh, first of all, have a very, very merry and safe Chrissy. Ah, oh, thank you, John. Yeah. It's coming um, up pretty quick, isn't it? Oh, oh Scary. my God, it does. Now, um, but Rose's question, oh, first one was pruned roses normally, uh, fertilised them, sprayed them with the sprays that you for all the things that they get. Yeah. And one has got, it didn't really shoot, and it's got tiny little leaves on the, the little branches. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one is um, it uh, branched and leafed and budded well, but it's got um, yellow, so on the leaves, it's yellow down the spiny things on the leaves. You know, it's gone... Bit yellow. Okay, so it, it, so is the leaf yellow in the veins green? Yes. Okay, so what's going on there is they're suffering from a nutrient deficiency and it will be because your soil has a high pH, so it's cr- probably quite alkaline. Mm. So go and get some powdered sulphur. That'll drop the pH. Get some cow poo because it's just fun to play with uh, and that will help build up the soil. Um, Get some trace elements and spray that on the leaves and uh, some seaweed solution and just hammer it with all that stuff for the next four weeks and they'll come good. Very good. And what about the one after the pruning where it didn't, the leaves, just nothing grew? Yeah, that could be, um, that could be a canker as well, Mm. John, but it it will still help if you do all that other stuff. Hopefully new leaves will emerge. Hey, John, thank you so much for the call. one three hundred triple two seven twenty 720 if you want to talk to Sab this morning, but it's time for this. It is 
that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. <laughs> I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Pick of the week. Peter Piper picks back. That was impressive. Oh, yeah, well, very impressive. Yeah. Learned that at News, Newsreaders College. Yeah. That was the final exam. Exactly. Yeah. Red unique yellow. New York, unique New York. Yeah. No, see, I can't you even see? do it. Oh, it's no. tricky, isn't That's it? Why I don't read the news. Yep. Also because I have no hair. <laughs> Actually. Can't, can't read the news. If you don't have hair. Actually, that's quite true. Why is that a thing? I'm trying to think. Well, I have never well, seen a well, I've never can, seen a bald headed newsreader. I'm not referencing anyone here in Perth, but you cannot have hair, but when you go on air, you have to put something there that resembles hair. Oh, are you suggesting that it's pretty obvious, isn't it? In Perth that wears <gasps> toupee. Isn't that really obvious? Oh yes, it certainly is. Not in this building. No. No, but yes, there is definitely someone who I don't... Been doing the, it for a while? The hair that's on his head, he was not born with. I wouldn't have thought so. Don't I mean, I don't know that to be a fact. Mm, don't I know think, the guy. I think it might be. But I'm just saying, mm. from my observation... Mm. You don't see bald-headed newsreaders. You don't, and I think you should. Um, <laughs> You're coming li- for James McHale's job, is aren't it, you? Is it a, <laughs> you know, a bit more spare time. Is it a lighting issue? <laughs> Oh, it could be. Quite possibly. Yeah, because yeah, the light bounces off your does. head yeah. a lot. It does, but that's okay. You could just powder it a bit. Yeah, that's all to. you need to do. Mm-hmm. You could wear one of those little clown caps that they put underneath, you know. I used to do a little, a little sports show from here and yeah. they would powder my head. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. lovely. So, you know what? We've been distracted, but no. How did we get here? I have no idea. Neither do I. It was no. supposed to be um, the pick of the I week. I never know how we get anywhere, it's really, on this oh. show. Oh, that's right. Newsreader school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't pass. It's because I'm bald. Got it. There we go. Anyway, it's all about my song, if you don't mind. Sorry, it is. So this song, so this song, this song is the one song where I danced on a bar, on a tabletop in a bar. Jigwiz. Went through the entire song and didn't fall off the bar. And I was busting a, some pretty amazing moves, I might say. I dare you to repeat it right here. I think I think they'd be very worried because I reckon this equipment in here is probably worth quite a bit. Sturdy. <laughs> yeah, but you might make it go up and down while I'm doing my little. <laughs> we only need it for three more weeks, I guess. And right, then what, I'm what in real this? trouble. What okay, the, anyone that's watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, would have danced to this themselves. This is finally.
How good's that be? I forgot about that. That's my favourite. I love that song. Great song. Good. I cannot get enough of that song. I reckon I've probably pulled ligaments to that song. Hey, all good fun, isn't it? I tell you what, Mike Bamford, if you were here, you'd be watching your wife just go off to that song. Yeah, Mandy's in the control room and she was having a boogie. Wasn't she? You're missing out, Mike. That's a great one. <laughs> now, while we've all been just grooving away uh, here. Uh, eh, eh. Ooh, yeah, that's just, <laughs> like oh, a dying yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jeez. That, yeah, that wasn't good. We've got to be carried away. Okay. Mm, take let's a take breath, a call. Guys. It's back to work. Okay. Um, Angela, thank you very much for holding. Angela, you're all the way over in South Australia. That's right. Ah, oh, thanks for ringing in. Listening digitally. Good oh, on you. Nice. Good, Good on you. woman. All, all the cool people do, Angela. Yeah, well, thank you very much for your show. Um, I have a rose, Cymbeline Rose, and uh, it's had a bit of a checkered history. It was in a pot and got horribly um, waterlogged and root-bound hmm. um, last year, and we got it out of the pot. There was a smell of rot, and uh, we cut a lot of the root balls, and then rinsed it and stuff, and then we put it back in the ground. Yeah. Uh, the soil wasn't ideal, but I put in a lot of um, compost. Yep. And um, it was a lot of builder sand and clay. Yeah. Uh, and um, anyway, it seemed to recover really well, but there is this problem of um, um, an increasing problem of uh, leaf discoloration again, which we noticed when it was in the pot. Right. And it's uh, yellow veins, and then the sort of the green starts to go and then the edges brown up ah. and eventually it drops off. And I've also noticed too, and I don't know if this is significant, some of the canes sort of get brown uh, or partly brown, and but otherwise it's flowering beautifully and seems sort of okay. Okay. I reckon there's a major problem still with the root system. So, Angela, you're going to have to spray that rose with an anti-rot anyway. Now, go and buy a pH testing kit um, and test the pH because if it's really acid or really alkaline, depending on what the clay is, that's going to make a big difference. But you need to know what the soil is doing. But definitely get on and give it an anti-rot spray straight away. Okay. And then check what your pH is. Thanks so much for your call, Angela, and hope everything's good in South Australia. Here is Joan in Dunsborough. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hello, Joan. What can we do for you today? Um, I have an Illawarra flame tree. Yeah. Um, it's about 12 foot high. Um, it has struggled a bit, but um, it's even struggling more at the moment. The mm. few leaves have come out, but yep. I'm just wondering what I can do to help it. Okay. The flame trees have probably... They've had a mm, very cool summer, cool spring, um, wet spring, um, and they're probably all a bit behind the eight ball at the moment. So, uh, how long has it been? How long has it been the ground? Uh, about um, eight years, nine years. Oh, okay. I think you need to reinvigorate the soil around the flame tree because they come from tropical Queensland. So okay. they like really rich, peaty soil. So yeah. you're going to have to build the soil up with compost, cow manure, get some soil microbes in there yeah. and um, a mineralised-based fertiliser. 
Okay. The birds are pecking at the top of the branches as well. Oh, the parrots. Dead branches. Yeah, yes. yeah, so and that will. Yeah. So they're they're tip pruning it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they do, Joan. Yeah, but really, if you can build up the soil and reinvigorate the soil, you'll find that it'll take off. Use a wetting agent. Make sure the water gets down to the entire root system and okay. it should take off. Good luck with that, Joan. Thank you very much. We're going to go to Tracy in Broome, who's dealing with the heat wave up that way. How are you surviving, Tracy? Oh, look, just staying indoors, basically, yes. No, Good. we get out. And when the sun goes down, we get out. We I know, it's beautiful through. when the sun goes down. It is beautiful. Mm. Cable Beach is always glorious. I yeah. totally agree. Yes. So, um, yeah, hi, everybody. Look, I'm just ringing in regards to my Vietnamese mint plant. I've had several t- attempts in trying to grow it. But, really? Um, yeah. And Most people can't kill it. Yeah, well, I'm doing a very successful job of that several times. Um, <laughs> It's it's starting off at the bottom. The the leaves are just becoming brown and they're extending up each stem. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not really too sure because this is about the third plant that I've had. Is it in the ground or in a pot? It's in a pot. Are you killing it in a pot? I'm killing it in a pot, yes. My goodness, Um, you're um, pretty good. Um, Well, why don't you try growing it in a pot? Now, they don't like to be in full sun up in Broome, so they like... They'll take morning sun. They need lots of water. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go and buy some potting mix, a lovely okay. pot. Buy another plant. So get a nice wide pot. Doesn't need to be deep. Um, move it into an area where it gets morning sun. Water it every day. And okay. then I'm going to test you in a month's time to see if it's still alive. Okay. Well, I would need to actually go and find... A new plant. But yes, uh, ditch the uh, old one. Okay, well, that, mm. that'll, that'll be my special mission. Ah, for the next splendid. Month. Splendid, okay, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Tracy, is it always dying in the same pot? No, it's uh, in the ground. Oh. No, no, this is in the pot. It is in the pot, Sabrina. Oh, it is in a pot. Is it, is it, it is always the pot. same pot? No, no. Oh. I've tried every pot. And a, a friend of mine has had exactly the same problem. And I didn't know if it's a perennial. Does it die down and does it come back again or what? Well, yours it does. It dies down, doesn't come back, it would appear, it Tracy. It doesn't come back, no. Um, what it, the problem is if you put it in the ground, it takes over, although with your gardening skills it obviously won't. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it just uh, no. It's quite right. Look, I am I am an amateur gardener and I do my best. But no, this is I just love this. It's my favourite herb that I try. Listen, Tracy, try it in the ground, but don't put it okay. in an area where it'll you know cover everything else. Have a crack at putting it in the ground. Okay, I will do. Okay. I will do. I- and we'll see what happens. Okay, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Okay, Give our love to Cable Beach and have a few ginger oh. beers for us. We will. Okay. See ya. Thanks, Tracy. Hey, guys, special guest time. You might remember that incredible Borneo Wanyi last year as part of the Perth Festival. That was where the beautiful trees in yeah. Kings Park were lit up. Yeah. And it told the story of the Indigenous six seasons and highlighted the importance of our biodiversity here in WA. And as part of next year's festival, thousands of school kids are creating seed pods. And Mandy Bamford is here to tell us all about it. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. Good dancing over in the room. Yeah. Next door. We're impressed, Mandy. <laughs> We're impressed. You are the only guest that's gone off like a frog in a sock on the other side of the glass. And we, we really appreciated it. <laughs> 
what can I say? You know? <laughs> when in Rome, when in Rome. You either got it or you don't. And I, you I, got it, Mandy. Look, I, I'm just feeling bad about the lack of red shorts, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, I should have warned you. <laughs> <laughs> Red short gang. Yeah. Hey, um, tell us about these seed pods. Oh, it's it's just huge. It's happening all over Perth at the moment. So part of Born in One Year is a, a magnificent community art project, which those people who saw it last year will remember the amazing installation mm. lanterns. So seed pods made by thousands of school children. And that will be part of Born in One Year again next year. And so the school children are all... Making these lanterns, they're being picked up from schools. Beautiful white glowing lanterns with drawings of local um, animals and plants on them. Mm. So the children choose their their plant or animal that they want to pay tribute to and then that's part of the installation. So when you come in February, there will be just this amazing display and all the kids who've been out there will know that there are lanterns out there somewhere glowing in the in the you know, as part of the Perth Festival. So it's pretty exciting stuff. And I've seen the, um, we've seen pictures of the kids with the lanterns. The lanterns are quite large, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're paper mache, so yeah. um, they are. And, of course, lit underneath. They're oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, display. It really is. It's And the amazing thing was last year people walked through and, and I think the the artists thought that they'd, they'd come and they'd watch the the, uh, the film and the lanterns at the end and then they'd go but in fact people stayed because it was such an amazing experience yeah. to sit there and be part of that because really this, the reason for the lanterns is to highlight all the different species and the biodiversity we have and that interrelationship between them all mm. and people it was you could hear a pin drop absolutely silent wow. thousands of people just sitting there looking and and being part of that, so it's it's yeah, it's very spiritual. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's a very special. spiritual event. Yeah. Lots mm. of lessons for kids, you know, to get involved in something like this. You know, lots of teachings, but also instilling an interest in gardening when they're young. Well, absolutely. So, as part of the la- in the lanterns, only part of the program. So, there's been a whole education program about these species, learning about them and what they can do to protect them, what what their threats are, mm-hmm. how we can save them. And then the Ground Beneath Our Feet, which is an on-ground program as well. So as well as learning about their species, they can also go out there and do something for it. So we've got school children out planting, I think, 350 trees was one school um, working with trillion trees. Another another school um, has, has done clean-ups around to clean up litter. Mm. And so... Of course, it, there's that whole link between we have this amazing biodiversity and, and there's stuff we can do about it. And, and as individuals, we can actually save them. Mm. How yeah. important is that exposure early to kids? Oh, it's vital. Yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely vital that people learn about biodiversity when they're young because it stays with you and it kind of informs the way that you live, I think, you know, down the track. It's more than just, yeah, the, the kind of hands in the soil, isn't it? Like it, it's it's a bit more than that. It is, yeah. No, it, it does stay with people and I think there's, yeah, there's research that shows, you know, kids that get out in the bush under 10 have that long-term, mm. you know, deep Connection. link. Yeah, yeah, that's right, with the bush. So it really, really is important. And, of course, the other really great thing is they go home and they badger their parents about it, which, <laughs> which, let's face it, is really great. Yeah. Because, you know, we can all get a bit, you know, we can all get a bit sort of jaded and busy mm. with our own stuff. But the kids come home and they say, hey, mum and dad, you know, I want to have, you know, native bees in my garden or mm. I want to plant a butterfly garden or I, I want to have, you know, willy wagtails and, and honey eaters in my garden. And, and they've, all, they've started to learn the tools themselves 
to put into action. And so, of course, they whip mum and dad up and, and off they go. And yeah. I think in an era where we have urban infill now and kids don't have backyards or front yards to play in, it's, it's vitally important more than ever that kids have an opportunity where they can actually relate to nature in some way. So programs like this are just absolutely marvellous. And, of course, if you don't have any personal experience with nature from when you're young, you just don't value it. It's not not there. So has it been... You know, has it been, have the kids really, has it been fun for the kids? Have they really got into it? Oh, absolutely. They have absolutely got into it. I have seen the most amazing faces on children. And the amazing thing is they're excited about it and they've got the knowledge too. They'll tell you all about their species. They'll tell you all about the insect hotel they've just made or, um, you know, how their um, the Western ground parrot has only 140 left and we've got to look after all of those. And you know, it, there is a real excitement in, mm. in their faces. Mm. I'm looking really. at some of these photos that were sent through of these kids. Are the kids, aren't they creations. great? Gosh, they look chuffed. Look at this <laughs> little guy. He is so happy with himself. <laughs> really, really cool project. Hey, um, Mandy, how can people find out more about it? Sure. Look, it's all on the Perth Fest- Festival website. So um, and you can still get involved. There's community um, programs as well. So everyone can get involved uh, in some way to whatever extent you want to. So if you go to the festival website, there's Seeds of Change and Ground Beneath Our Feet and they're all part of Borna Wanyi. So if you ser- search for Borna Wanyi on the Perth, we- uh, Perth Festival website, yeah. that's great. And look, anything you do, share on social media, mm-hmm. hashtag PerthFest, hashtag Ground Beneath Our Feet, and then the festival will share those photos and we'll see more and more photos of amazing stuff happening. Oh, sensational. Such a good program. I love stuff like this. Hey, yeah. Mandy, thank you so much for coming in. Really nice to hear all about it. Great. Great to see you all. We'll see you again soon, I'm very sure. Now, while we've been waiting, the calls have been lining up <laughs> and we've got 11 minutes left of the program, so we should get to those. Let's start with Barb in Australind. Hello, Barb. Good morning. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, everyone. What a privilege this is to be able to ring you directly. I know. We're just going all out. (laughs) It's my first time. I've been listening to you for years and years. Oh, Bob. Thank you for taking this call because it's about a lemon tree. That's good. Well, we we said. Cut her off. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. See, Bob. You did. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm making hay while the sun shines. Yes. Good good woman. I think I made it. I may have killed it. Oh. Um, I sprayed a poison and I really don't know what it was. My my lawnmower man gave me a tub of it. I've been trying to get rid of oxalis and some other weed in the lawn for years. And yeah. And it wouldn't disappear. Right. So it's not round up, it's something else. Right. And I sprayed the oxalis in patches about probably two metres away from the trunk of the tree. Mm. And I think that the, it's a 20-year-old lemon tree. And I think maybe the roots are, I know that um, lemon tree roots are surface roots. I think I might have, and I might have poisoned it. I've lost probably a third of the tree, and now I'm wondering whether I need to cut off the branches or just let the lemon tree do what it does, and if it dies, it dies. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I would say it is the herbicide that's done that, Barb. Now, what you need to do is you need to definitely cut off the branches. All right. Go and get a bucket of soil microbes because one of the bacterias in that microbe may help break down the herbicide, the action of the herbicide. Okay. Water it as much as you can. Do not fertilise it. 
No. Um, just water it because if you fertilise it, you're going to put it under more stress. More stress, yes. Um, and Did get I those. Cut down more of the tree, like, you yes. Know, or just the. Yes. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So I cut it. I've lost a third, I'd say. I've been cutting the branches off and wondering whether I was doing the right thing. Yeah, you are. Been going. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Okay, keep, so keep going, go. Bob. It <laughs> may, you still may lose it, but, yeah. you know. You'll give it the best shot you can. Best shot. So are mm. my clothes from a nursery, not from that big store? Yep. Go to a nursery. Okay. Yep. Thank you yep. Thanks, much. Bob. Lovely to talk to you. Very yeah, successful you too. first call. Thank you so much. Now, we've got nine minutes left, eight minutes left of Roots and Shoots, and after our desperate plea for callers earlier, we're now overwhelmed with them. So if everybody can keep it a little snappy, that would really help us to get to everyone. Hello to Paddy in Osborne Park. Hi, it's a lovely gardening club, but I won't say how gorgeous you are because it'll take too much. Oh, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I think we've found more time. Someone extend the show. (laughs) It's my second call ever, and I always listen. But um, I, Sabrina, I got from the Eastern States a clematis. Yes. Which I planted on the eastern side of a raised veggie bed. Yeah. But I also have next to it a very big cestrum nocturnum. Yeah. And I think this poor clematis actually isn't getting enough sun. Can I transplant it? It's only about a foot high. Uh, Yes, you certainly can, Paddy. Yep, and um, so with the clematis, they like to have their feet in the shade and head in the sun. Yeah, that's why I put it where it is. Yeah, but but it isn't getting to the sun yet. Right. Okay. Yep. So, yep, you can definitely transplant it, Paddy. Thank you so much, Paddy. Thank you for calling. Nicole is in Kensington. Hello. 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 Hello, Nicole. (laughs) Hello. Um, I'm ringing about my uh, mulberry tree. It's like. A standard mulberry tree. It's like it's had some sort of a mulberry grafted onto a stick, right? Um, and it, you know, it's been here ever since we've been here, um, like at least you know ten or twelve years. Yeah. Um, and this year it's shot up a like a sucker at the bottom. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. And we've got actually got three, and this is the only one that's ever done it. Um, wow. Now, I'm assuming I could, you know, cut it off or break it off or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I wish it was a tree that um, that was a tree that, you know, yeah, yeah, rather at the bottom than... and you could climb up or whatever. You know, is it? would it be possible, like, would, would that, that sucker be growable or? Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely, Nicole. Um, and it'll be different to the tree that you've got if it's the rootstock. It'll be, I don't know which rootstock it would be, but it would definitely grow into a tree. Without would a doubt. It, yeah. I think it would have mulberries on it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, good. Cool. So cut it off and plant it out. Right. We'll try that. Okay, Nothing. Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Okay, could write a song about that. I, mm? you know, I wish my tree was a tree. <laughs> Don't you reckon? It's got a ring to it. I like the line. I wish my tree was a tree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I liked it. It worked I, for me. That I could climb. It'd be a country song. Real oh, stripped back. <laughs> stripped back. Yeah, just acoustic. <laughs> yeah. Will there be a dog that dies? <laughs> oh, unfortunately, there always is. But at the end, you've got a tree that's a tree. A messy divorce and then your mum dies a yeah. week after that. Well, it would start around the growth of it and then all these things would happen in the life and then the, the tree that hopefully you wished was a tree is always there and then yeah. at the end and then your back. And then your horse dies. Yeah. <laughs> I wish my tree was a tree. Yeah, go like that. 
<laughs> Sorry. David in Mosman Park. Oh, Hello. dear Lord. It's a mercy. Hi, David. Hello, David. Oh, oh good, good morning, blood and bone. Yay. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly are. And I'd like to let everyone know we actually have not had a drink this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what can we do, David? What can we do to take us from this hilarity? Well, shame on Jamie. I'm actually wearing my red shorts. Oh, oh David. Good on you, David. Send us a pick. You're in the club. Yep. We Send want us a pick. Um, yep. I'll, I'll keep this quick. Yep. Sorry. Uh, you made the mistake of saying people could call about lemons and passion fruit. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to call that a passion fruit. Yes. I've got, well, I've got two good ones, um, but I've got one uh, that uh, the fruit's very bitter. It's, they're sort of a red passion fruit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just wondering if there's anything I can sort of add to, you know, some sort of fertiliser that might... Potassium. Might, uh, I guess help sweeten it. Potassium. Potassium. Right. The other thing is if it's underneath a giant sort of pine tree, so that's probably not helping. No, definitely won't be helping. Potassium. Yeah, yeah. so get some... And, and you can get liquid potassium, David, and spray it all over the passion fruit. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. My David. pleasure. Thank you, David. You. Thanks for ringing. Uh, Paul in Nedlands, hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning, I Paul. I, Hi, Paul. I, I wish my bank balance was bigger, but I don't think a song would help that. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Paul. <laughs> I don't know. The lyrics are just working out beautifully. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've got another passion fruit problem. Oh, Ooh. fantastic. In fact, you told me a couple of months ago it was buggered because I planted two in the wrong spot. Ah, oh, there you go. Bellies. Yeah. Um, they've got hundreds of flowers on them. Yeah. But they've only set one fruit, and the rest of the flowers are just sort of dropping on the ground. Yeah. I've been throwing all sorts of food at it. Yeah. Um, what you need to do is you need to throw a little paintbrush at it. Yeah? Yeah, from, and go from flower to flower, Paul, and, and pollinate it yourself. First of all, go and have a look at the inside of the flower and see if there's pollen on the anthers. Yeah. And then you just get a little paintbrush in the morning and go foot 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 like you you know dust each flower to flower to flower. Yeah, right. We've got hundreds of bees. They're sitting there watching them. Well, you've got oh okay. Well, just make sure that the flowers actually have have created pollen, and there's no there's no insect eating the pollen because that's the other thing that happens. Thank you very much, Paul. Hey, Eddie in Armadale, can you do your question in 30 seconds? Thank you. Go for it. Good morning. 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 Uh, How are you? I like your red shorts. Ah, thank (laughs) you. (laughs) What can we do for you this morning, Eddie? The question is, um, I've got an avocado that had lots of flowers but no fruit, and you mentioned something you can do to get it to flower again. Yep. Um, Okay, so you need to – the big thing is getting water to them at this time of the year, and you need a mineralised fertiliser that's got, you know, at least 30 to 50 different types of trace elements in it because they really need that, and they're big, hungry potassium eaters. So they need sulphate of potash as well. Lovely to chat to you, Eddie. Thank you. Good on you, Eddie. Good stuff. Yep. A few texts to finish off? Yeah, why not? What do you reckon? Any I'll comment about weird. your song? No, not oh. much Not much love for that effort there. Oh, um, 
No, no. Just uh, one from Trisha here who says there's not enough makeup in the world that's thick enough to cover the glare <laughs> from my head. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. Oh, poor Jane. So good to see you. G says Susanna Carr is not bald. Good observation. <laughs> Thank you to our earlier conversation. Uh, just quickly, Sabrina, my kangaroo paws are in large pots. They've had regular water and sunlight, but they're dying. Is it the right time to cut them back? Not really, but you need to because it sounds like they're dying. You might be watering them too much. Might be watering them too much, Tom. Mm. Good luck with Mm. that. Uh, And one last one very, very quickly, Mm. Uh, a curry leaf tree that's looking very unwell. Uh, It's watered twice a week. Not enough. Curry tree, love water. Fairly pour it on. Jenny and Inglewood, get some more water on it. Yep, more water. Love the curry leaf tree. Love it. Hey, that's about it from us. I love a curry. Don't Me too. Yeah. That's that's been fun, hasn't it? I think wearing I'm shorts exhausted. is good for us. I'm absolutely exhausted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've got a song. Yeah, I wish my tree was a tree. Number yep. one hit coming yep. your way. It'll be out in the springtime, but right now, <laughs> ten o'clock news time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.